was good. The football season continues. So after the opening night, a lot of overreaction and everything. And uh, of course, going into Sunday, more overreactions expected. That's how it rolls, man. But uh, one matchup I wanted to kind of focus on to start off week one Sunday. So, and that matchup is the Atlanta Falcons versus the Minnesota Vikings. So, as far as the uh, favorites go, um, the home team, the Vikings, are favored. But uh, I think this is a really intriguing and tough matchup, really. And uh, I want to maybe start with uh, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback. I feel like I didn't talk enough about Cousins before when I was talking about the Vikings anyway. So Kirk Cousins, I think he's a guy who's uh, very accurate. He doesn't make many mistakes and great mechanics. I mean, his fundamentals are very solid and uh, he's got that um, pro um, Michigan State pro style system background He's a third-round pick, I think, behind RG3, um, drafted to the same team. And when he was in Washington, the team just was not reluctant. I mean, just was reluctant to give him that big contract. And uh, he got that big contract in Minnesota. And Minnesota is in the situation where they have to win the Super Bowl or, you know, kind of disassemble... uh, the coaching staff and the team a little bit and kind of start uh, going young. But we talked about that when we covered the Vikings. But as far as uh, Cousins is concerned, um, there are some alarming things. So statistically speaking, and by quarterback metrics and everything, I mean, all things indicate that Kirk Cousins is pretty good, especially, uh, you know, regular season and... uh, in in regular season games mostly um and as the redskins fans well know he becomes kind of a liability if you will in big games and statistically that's also indicated too game winning drives number of game winning drives last season zero zero there were uh easily uh, 31 other quarterbacks with more game winning drives according to uh, that statistic so that is highly alarming and is also consistent consistent with the uh, qualitative review of Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins holds on to the ball very reluctant to pull the trigger in key situations a lot of times um, in the red zone and uh, in key third down situations. So I think that's the biggest, biggest weakness of Kirk. I mean, can you really correct that? It's almost like a built-in quality when you have that kind of situation. So I think that's that's the concern for the Vikings. And uh, when it comes to the regular season and this game, games beyond I mean this guy's gonna give you uh, enough wins because he's a solid quarterback but uh 
the uh, the level that you need to be at when you're trusted to kind of win the game. The quarterback position is very unique in many respects, but it's also very unique in that in a uh, situation where both teams are struggling offensively or making a lot of mistakes, there are always opportunities for the quarterback to shine in key situations and keep the ball moving and lead the game, um, do a game, a winning drive or taking a lead drive, that kind of thing. A lot is required of the quarterback in in that uh, unique way. So that is the quality that's missing from Kirk Cousins. And this year, they are more focused on the run game, uh, dictated by the head coach, of course. Zim and uh, Gary Kubiak was brought in, and like I talked about with the Vikings episode. But uh, Dalvin Cook, if you look at that guy, the way he cuts is very unbelievable. You know, from uh, side to side, that level of cuts as far as covering major distance with cuts with such quickness. Um, physically speaking, that's a lot of stress put on the knee joints and, uh, you know, possibly uh, why uh, he uh, tore his ACL or whatever, but it's an incredible talent. He's not the fastest in terms of pure speed, but he's a great football player and I have a feeling that he is just that right player for that type of a running offense, Gary Kubiak style running. And I wonder how the blocking is going to be in front of him, but uh, I think uh, he has a chance to have a really big season and he's a guy who can take it to the house because of his athletic ability. He can uh, catch the ball. And with some seasoning now, third year, I believe, uh, you have to expect uh, just improvement with experience. And I think things are just pointing in the right direction for the Vikings as far as the run game is concerned. And I expect the Vikings to to do well. And... uh, now that we've seen the level of uh, poor display of the Chicago Bears offense, assuming that kind of continues on and off, I know it's an overreaction, I know, but that definitely opens some doors for the Vikings and the uh, Lions. So if teams have really figured out Nagy and now seen that this offense is not going to struggle in running the ball. And this offense, when Trubisky's under the gun, he's uh, going to mentally struggle a little bit. And he hasn't developed as expected. Those things coming into play. And depending on how Trubisky handles the pressure mentally, psychologically. We're looking at opportunity from these other teams in the NFC North. So based on just one game, things are looking a little more interesting in that division. Like I said, overreaction, just one game, I know. And the, um, 
the Chicago Bears defense is freaking great. I know. But uh, the Bears, they actually have a pretty tough schedule early. So we'll have to see how they react and turn things around. Otherwise, otherwise, I mean, the whole point of me talking about the Bears right now as I'm talking about the Vikings is that opportunities may be opening up for the Vikings. So if that if this offense has actually improved by bringing in Kubiak, for example, and Dalvin Cook getting better, Cousins will do enough to win you games. But he's not going to get you to the Super Bowl. I don't think he, he has that uh, mental ability. And that's just based on track record. Key games for the Redskins to get them into the playoffs. Struggled. Key throws he held back or threw interceptions. He's very accurate in ball placement. But anticipation-wise, he's unwilling to make those certain throws in key situations. Holds back. So in a very interesting way, while being very conservative and accurate... He sometimes throws these uh, key interceptions in an interesting way. So that's that's where we're at as far as the Vikings go. And the Falcons. The Falcons, they got players back from injuries on defense. And when this defense is healthy, linebackers and safeties, this is a very good coverage team. And they are going to put pressure on the quarterback with scheme as well as having some uh, decent interior linemen play but they're weak in just traditional four-man pass rush so depending on matchups depending on the level of skills of the offensive linemen the Falcons will be kind of up and down with their defense but what's going for the Falcons is their passing game. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, unlike Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan is a clutch, clutch player. This guy can win games. He's that kind of guy who can uh, lead game winning drives, lead changes. And he's not perfect. And some say, well, he's not actually the very top tier but I think he is. I think this guy is uh, also surrounded by some of the best weapons. Especially uh, Julio being one of them. And uh, I think Tevin Coleman's uh, absence will be noted. But I think they will uh, get some production in the running game. Because I think overall this is a decent uh run offense and also a good 12 type personnel offense they can run or pass using tight ends they put teams in dilemmas as far as coverage goes so I think offensively this team is still good I think Calvin Ridley the receiver he will take a step forward Mohamed Sanu is still there I see a very good passing offense. And how do they match up against the Vikings defense? So I've been very uh, harsh, if you will, 
on the Vikings defense. But I think the Vikings defense is solid when things are predictable. They actually statistically led the NFL in third down conversion defense. So that means, you know, if they are not confused, they can defend. They actually look pretty good doing that. And the question is, the Falcons' offense as far as uh, schemes and everything, are they becoming a little more predictable? They are still retaining that Kyle Shanahan-era offense with new coaches. Second coach, second offensive coordinator since Kyle Shanahan left. Still basically the same offense going on. At least... uh, that's been indicated by some, you know, preseason play. So, we'll see if the Falcons bring in some new things to the table. If they will, um, this offense will be even more formidable, and this could be a playoff team. But I think the Falcons will be uh, will be falling short a little bit. I think they. Uh, they can be exploited defensively because of not having clear-cut uh, four-man rush and also uh, offensively speaking I think uh, they're very good but uh, they are um, facing some very very tough opposition in their own division so therefore I I believe the Falcons might uh, fall short in terms of uh, making a playoff run and therefore Dan Quinn might be in trouble but uh, this is really the time for uh, Dan Quinn to uh, shine as as a head coach now he is more focused on the defensive side of the ball as the head coach he kind of feels the pressure coming in and Julio Jones indicated that he's unhappy currently with the contract obviously speaking he uh, is not getting that new level of rising tide receiver money but and in addition to that he is indicating that he might not even play week one but uh, chances are that he will and they kind of get a deal done they have to so that's kind of the situation and also Matt Ryan when the offensive line was bad he struggled with sacks and interceptions a little bit but uh, when he was well protected uh, he was um he was on fire so how good is this offensive line you know I think it's not going to be a top tier offensive line they have a lot of uh, injuries and uh, different type of players especially right now being reported as being potential starters so for that reason there are some holes I'm worried about and therefore I'm picking the Vikings at home if this were a, uh, a playoff type game, I might be uh, leaning a little towards the uh, 
the Atlanta Falcons. So one good example is, you know, the year after their Super Bowl, Matt Ryan and the uh, the Falcons, they had kind of a weak year, but still they beat a very formidable Los Angeles Rams team in Los Angeles, I believe, before falling short to the eventual Super Bowl champs. But what I'm, you know, by saying that, I'm just saying um, you have Matt Ryan and a uh, elite level quarterback that can uh, completely change the situation. So if you go in tight into the fourth quarter, the Falcons will probably come out on top, especially if the defensive situation is improved from last year, which you have to expect that by getting some talented players back from injury that's going to happen but the offensive line question and the defensive line of the Minnesota Vikings is pretty damn formidable so and then playing at home in the opener I have to give the slight edge to the Minnesota Vikings so that's my take on this matchup and I might be uh, doing some more matchups a little later see you soon